You're listening to DraftKings Network. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. God bless football, Billy Gill. God bless football, Mike Yeh. God bless football, Stugats. Listen, what a game last night. The Lions clinched their division. It's the earliest the Lions have ever clinched a division in the history of football. It's unbelievable. That division is done. It is a wrap. The Lions, I cannot believe I'm saying this, are the best team in that division. It might be the best team in the NFC. How about that, Billy? <laughs> I mean, we're like four wow. games in. I don't, I don't, I don't know about that. They're good. That team's good, man. They are good. It. Yeah. 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 You know what else we learned? What? Jordan Love, maybe not Aaron Rodgers. Maybe a little <laughs> premature on that one. You think? I was going over the stats. I believe he got sacked a billion times yesterday. Was that the number officially? It was It was just under. Just under okay. a billion. Yeah. I think just was the, the final total. Yeah. Also, big day for the, uh, the owners that didn't want to pay running backs, huh? Like, that seems to be what's going on this season. No one that wanted to pay the running backs. You have a Devon Achan, you have a Zach Moss, you have a David Montgomery. You have these guys just kind of coming in and, hey, you know what? Probably not making a ton of money. We're not going to pay you $16 million a year to be a running back. Right. They're the reasons. I mean, that's the reason. I said it after Achan did it last uh, last week for the Dolphins. Like, he's the reason they're never going to pay Saquon Barkley $70 million. Well, no. You could just put someone else in who will give you similar production, if not better. You know, Honestly, Zach Moss is the reason that Jonathan Taylor is not going to get paid and is going to be traded. And there, the team he goes to is probably going to wonder, like, oh. Because 
What did Zach Moss do before this year? He was traded from Buffalo over to Indy. He's filling in like Jonathan Taylor's not even missed at this point. It's not good for the running backs who are trying to get paid. They're two and one with that Jonathan Taylor, and he's run, he's rushing the ball just fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Here's the thing about the Lions, though. They used the number 12 overall pick to get Jameer Gibbs, and he gets like eight carries a game, and they hand the ball 30 times to David Montgomery. Right. Like, why, right. why right. even waste that? Yeah, why even do right. that? I, I have said for a while now, since the, since the running back position has been on the decline, and it has been for a while now, that if you're using first-round picks – now, I know the Falcons can say Bijan Robinson. I don't know if the Falcons are going to be that good this year, and I don't know how long he'll be good for because that, that position is so grueling. But if you're wasting first-round picks in this day and age, Billy, on a running back, you're making a big mistake. Like, I don't know what you're doing, you know? Yeah. yeah. Poor running backs. Mm. <laughs> or buddy off. feel about Thursday night football so far this year? Huh. Have, have I mean, you seen I... next week? <laughs> Who's next week? Bears at Commanders. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. Wow. That's we might that. be able to wrap up the show on Thursday. Yeah, that oh, has a Tuesday. Day. That has a Tuesday episode wrap next week written all over it. <laughs> all over it. Yeah. Is that really the game? <laughs> yep. Bears was... at Commanders. Uh, that's so bad. Uh, so bad. Uh, what was the game last week? I forget. What was the game last week? Because the, the opening was... night, opening night is always great. Uh, last night was fine. Uh, what was last week, Mike? What Last week was Giants 49ers, not a yeah, close Giants one. 49ers. Not a good game. No. Before that was Eagles or Vikings Fox, Eagles. Vikings well, Eagles. Well, Billy, you could you do without Thursday night football? Um could like could I live my life without Thursday night like, football? You're gonna be fine if there's not a Thursday night football game. I don't like Thursday night football. I gotta be honest with you. I I like opening night on Thursday night. But not not great game so far, I would say. I think you would miss it if it were gone. But when it's here, I don't need it. Mm. Does that make sense? Like Because then you're going Monday to Sunday without NFL football. I'd like to replace it with like, now it wouldn't be fair to college football, but I'd like to replace it with a primetime Saturday night game, something like that. I think that would be better. Plus the guy, the players get more time to rest. The teams get more time to rest. I don't know. Just I'd like a Saturday night game. I love when I love when the schedule when you get a couple of games on Saturday and then you get the rest of the slate on Sunday towards the end of the season. I don't know. I just like a Saturday NFL game. It's just me. Yeah. Speaking of which, guys, we get Sunday morning football this week. Okay. How oh, exciting we is that? Yeah. We get Sunday morning football. Monday morning home. football, you should say. <laughs> <laughs> So you got to watch, watch the Toy Story broadcast. I I am going to tune in at some point you to watch do. the Toy Story broadcast. I almost wonder if this is like the cheat code that I need to be able to fully watch that game with my daughter and not have my wife make me turn off football. You know what I mean? Like this is very much like I could put this on and be like, "Look, it's a movie. It's a football movie with Toy Story people. They look like football players," without them knowing that it's actually a football game. And I could probably watch the entire thing. Aren't you a little um, worried, like, to see some beloved Toy Story characters possibly in a situation where football players are fighting or yeah, it was or, like, no. It, yeah. Like like what hap- what like what are we going to do with digital animation if someone's knee bends backwards? Like is Rex going to run out there with a stretcher? 
and Mrs. Potato Head Duke is gonna kaboom. have to like, yeah, exactly, have to like put them in the back of like a. I don't even know. Do you think they have a backup plan for this, or, or they're just gonna just move forward with cartoons around an injury? I mean, it's uh, I I don't know. I'm looking right now actually at a commercial right here on the screen in front of me. This is. Yeah, this seems like it could be a good idea. Look, there's Woody and Jesse dancing in the background. So I guess there's going to be distractions of some kind. I, I I, really don't know what you do if someone's on the floor with a concussion in the Toy Story <laughs> version of a football game. Listen, we have a lot of guests today. We have Austin Eckler. We have Ray Romano. What? We have Mike Golick. We have uh, Chris Sims. We have Coach Elko from Duke. Uh, Duke takes on Notre Dame. Uh, the Rams-Lions trade, I was thinking about this last night because, Billy, you and I talked about it a lot, the Stafford-Goff trade, the swapping of quarterbacks. That is the rare trade. It really is the rare trade where it worked out for both teams because the Rams got themselves a Super Bowl, Stafford got themselves a Super Bowl, but the Lions are going to be good for a long time because they have a young quarterback, and Jared Goff is good, man. I don't know if that's the case. I mean, he's really? good enough, but I don't know not that they're really. good. They're not good because of Jared Goff. Like, Jared Goff's not super overwhelming. He's, his quarterback rating was 86.9. That's not, like, very impressive. Right. I mean, but... He's, he's good improved. enough. He's, he's good improved. Enough. In a bad NFC, he's a good enough quarterback to get you to a Super Bowl. He is. In a bad, he's been to a Super Bowl with the Rams. Yes, but... If Matthew Stafford was there, do you think that they would not be capable of doing this? Um, they didn't do it. He was there for so long. You're saying with this current team, with these players yes. surrounding him? Yeah. Um, Jared Goff or Kirk Cousins right now? Kirk Cousins. Easy. He's a first ballot Hall of Famer. We've been over this. Every week go. we go over there this. There you go. Wait, Billy thinks he deserves MVP. I mean, <laughs> He's in the conversation. Three. Is he not? <laughs> Ow, he's 0-3. I mean, his stats are ridiculous. hes I think he's leading in both touchdowns and yards right now. Like, he's having a good year. It's not his fault. Whatever's going on there is not his fault. What he's having is, a great season. Yes. What is going on there? They've lost a bunch of close games. I mean, that's what the Vikings do. It's like the Chargers. They're like the Chargers of the NFC, you know? Yeah. I mean, I feel excited. be 3-0, Billy. That's the NFL, you know? Yeah, well, it's... Not the it's best not. analysis. Just like, ah, it's the NFL. Could <laughs> be three and zero instead. He's zero and three. Billy, do we have a a DraftKings game this week? We do. Go to dkng.co/slash/levitard. Compete against us. Last week it sold out. So if you want to get in, if you don't have time to set up your team right now, just reserve a spot, which is a cool thing that you can do. You can kind of just reserve your spot. You have up until one o'clock Eastern on Sunday to set your roster. Compete against us. Last week I did not win any money again, but you can win my money if you want to, because that's where my money's going to. It's all of you. Your three dollars, huh? Yeah, my $3 is going to each one of you. Going to be split a little bit. Guys, I have a question for you as Jet fans so that we don't turn this into a Jets podcast like we have the past six months. But no, we uh, you're, you're not going to get Kirk Cousins, it would appear. That dream no. is dead now. That dream uh, appears to be that dead, dream. yes. yes. Yeah. But I do like Aaron Rodgers laying in a bed in California telling our, telling our team how they should act when they're losing to the Patriots for the 20th consecutive time. Like, get out of here, man. Mm. You're over him already? No, I just... Billy, we are hurting right now. 
okay, as a fan base. We're hurting. We're tired of these things happening to us. We're tired of losing to the Patriots. I don't. And listen, those some of those players on those sideline on that sideline, they've been suffering this misery for three, four, five, seven, eight, nine years. Aaron Rodgers had to suffer it for four Not plays. Six, he has no idea what it's like to be a Jet and have. Well, he does because he just tore his Achilles. Question: Where where do you stand on him still making weekly appearances? Because I'm very much believe that you could be in the zip it up range right now with him appearing weekly on McAfee, even though he's not appearing on the field. I'm very close. I mean, I, I'm telling you, this segment cannot end quickly enough because I'll do it this segment if I have to. I mean, I don't want to do, do it. it though. Do I it. don't want to do it. No, I don't want to do it. He's my friend. I like it. Zip it up, Rogers. A lot's changed over the years. One thing that hasn't, the great taste of Miller Lite. You know, another thing that hasn't changed is that it's less filling. So what is the best thing about the original light beer? Miller Lite sparked this debate in 1975, and we still haven't settled it. Ah, I don't remember it like it was yesterday. Sitting back in my dad's pickup truck, me, my dad, Pappy, it's my granddad, I used to call him, fishing at the pond. I remember dad and Pappy going back and forth saying, what is it about this new Miller Lite? Is it that it's less filling or is it the great taste? What I wouldn't give to go back to those times. But you know one thing that Miller Lite does? Miller Lite keeps it simple. Undebatable quality, great taste, only 96 calories. You don't have to choose what's best. Miller Lite has great taste and is less filling. Tastes like Miller Time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com GBF. Or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Lite Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces. Fewer cows and carbs and premium regular beer. It is time for our weekly sit-down here with Austin Eckler on God Bless Football. What's happening today, man? How you feeling? What's good, boys? Hey, feeling feeling good, man. A little bit better now that I'm hanging out with y'all. Oh, that's nice of you. Uh, I, don't, I, don't, I don't buy it. Yeah. <laughs> Not even a little bit. Austin, we all had the same reaction. We're like, come on. Us sitting here with you is doing nothing oh, hey, for your look, I, I enjoy this. Like, It's it's a small part of my day, but you guys make it entertaining and fun, so uh, I appreciate y'all. It's a tiny slice of heaven for you, huh? That's right. Look, yeah. look, I make a lot of content, and it's not always this enjoyable, so I'll say that. Can you walk around these days without someone asking, hey, how you feeling? I don't go outside, so uh, <laughs> I, I, I tend to avoid that, those situations, because I don't want to be in that situation. Right. Because you're saying it would happen. If you dare go outside, yes. the only yes. question anyone will ask, and they don't care what your response is, they just right. want a yes so they can put you in their fantasy lineup, right? Well, yeah, exactly. And, I mean, you still get that a lot at the facility, too. You know, like the guys just checking in, like, how you doing? Like, want to know the update. So I get it a lot just in general. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's not a bad thing. Got people that care about you, you know, whether it's, you know, for the team aspect or for their fantasy team, you know, so – you know, I'll take it. I'll take it with for what it's worth. You know, people care about me for some reason. You know, uh, do you get exhausted watching your own team play? I mean, I actually experienced <laughs> like the emotional part of watching us play. Yes, it's, it's crazy, Austin. Yes, because when I'm when I'm in the game, I'm so focused, hyper focused. Like I don't have this emotional roller coaster going on because I'm so locked in. Like okay, offense, no matter what happens, we got to go and score. I'm looking at the like what's the situation. I'm keeping up on that. But when I'm not like in that zone, like I have gone through the emotional roller coaster. And my mom always tells me after the game, she's like, I feel like I played the game. And I'm like, now I get it. <laughs> I get it. Like I like I'm walking around. I'm like I'm like this close to my TV. I'm doing I'm doing push ups. I'm yelling. I'm 
I'm I'm cheering like everything, man. It is it is wild. Like wow, well done, well done, NFL. But um, yeah, we don't we don't have to do that to ourselves. So um, we're, we're trying. We're trying. It's harder for you to watch the game than it is to play the game, right? Of I know course. that sounds crazy, but you yes. can't do anything. You can't help any of your guys. You can't do anything when you're watching. Yeah, at, when it comes to an emotional standpoint, yes, one hundred percent. But you're exhausted because I watch at home and like your games are always roller coaster games. You have the lead, then you give up the lead. You're up by one. They're up by one. They're up by three. You're up by three. It's like, can you guys win by 28 once in a while? I mean, trust me, we are trying to whoop their ass. <laughs> I know you are. We're trying. Damn it. Um, wait, wait a minute. Look, it's the NFL, man. That's that's why it's so, so crazy. And that's why we have uh, as much you know success as a, as a company and a business as we do, because it's it's intense. It's intense. We're playing against other NFL players. And yeah, we'd like to win 70 to 20 every single week, but that's not how this league works because that wouldn't be entertaining. It's occurred to me. It's pretty entertaining for Billy. It's (laughs) it's just occurred to me that Austin has not probably, probably at least not in some time enjoyed the red zone. So I actually experienced that where it's like all the games you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, I'm, I was glued. Like I was glued to the TV. I'm like, this is Take a couple more weeks off. Yeah. It's awesome. Now you understand why we don't go to games. I mean, yeah, like I'm hanging out. I had one of my buddies come over to watch the game with me. Right. When he put up Red Zone on his computer. I was watching the the our game on my TV, and I'm, you know I'm checking the fantasy. I'm like, this is insane. Right. Like, there's never not something going on. Even during halftime, like some of the games are getting done, some games are just starting, and it's like there's never a moment where it's like not action happening. So uh, shout out to uh, you know all of the the production and coordination of all that you know why nfl fans look the way it is that they look it's because they sit down on their couch on sundays for seven straight hours just (laughs) eating a bunch of crap watching this is why i look so bad no bathroom breaks they're just watching glued to football all day long right yeah that's why uh you know we got all these like pizza packages and wings packages Mm because you're gonna need that much it's not for a lot of people it's for you because you're gonna be sitting in the same chair for six hours in the day you know wait this is fascinating because one of the best players in the nfl experienced the games the way we experience the fans experience the game and so like put us in austin heckler's living room on game day sunday are you screaming at your coach what are you doing no. So at first, you know, there's this back and forth. We got the lead. All right. Like I'm watching the play. Like I know what the plays are just based off formations and stuff. So I'm, I'm watching our guys and we had a flipping whole blitz fest with the with the Vikings. They pressured, pressured us like 83 percent of of our dropbacks. And so it was just, you know, O-line simulator for the running backs that day. And we're just in the backfield blocking. And uh, so I'm watching this madness like, oh, my God, like I know these boys are going to be sore after this game. Um, and then, you know, it was pretty pretty mellow for that. Like I'm still like rooting them on. I'm still got a little anxiety cause I'm not there. And then at the end of the game, like that's when I was like, come on boys. Like, <laughs> man, like they get the ball. We go for it on, you know, fourth and one, we don't get it. Um, and now I'm like, all right, defense, come on. And that's when I, I didn't sit down. And that's when my anxiety started peaking. Like I'm doing push-ups. Like it's like, okay, push-ups. okay, boys, like, please. <laughs> you know, when you just got, you just got like, I got to burn some energy. Like no, I got to do something. I know you, you do know. push-ups. I smoke weed, but that's, I mean, that's oh. why you're an athlete. And I'm not, I mean, <laughs> on a Sunday, that's what you know, I do. You know, everyone's got their own thing, you know. I'm a Jets fan. I need it. I mean, I'm not doing push-ups for him. So wait, when, they, when he goes for it on fourth down, are you screaming, coach, not again? Like, come on. No, so here's the thing here. You have to look at the situation. So if we punt it, there's no possibility for us to like secure the game, right? Away. Like we had an opportunity to end the game right. And then, then and there, um, obviously if we don't get it, 
guess what? They can't kick a field goal. They have to score a touchdown. They have no timeouts. There's a minute and 30. So we can give ourselves a chance to win the game right now. It doesn't even matter what happens after that. Or we can give our chance to play red zone defense, which we've been really good at. Um, and so I think it made sense to as far as like odds. Yeah, it might have been more risky, right. um, so to speak. But I think it was the better situation to give your chance a, a chance to win because also punting the ball and playing a full full length field of offense, you know, is risky as well. But then in that situation, you don't get it. You don't get control anymore to, to win it with your offense. Who's been moving the ball all day. What do you think that your success rate would be in calling the plays, knowing that, you know, the formation, because the first year Tony <laughs> Romo was in there and he was calling the games and he could pretty much, it seemed like predict what it is was going to happen. And it's because he was in the league so recently that he knew exactly what was coming up. If you were up in the booth calling your own games for the chargers, what do you think your success rate would be? Uh, very high. Uh, just because like I listened to our, I'm listening to the O-line calls. I'm watching where Justin's pointing. I'm watching what our formation is. And so I know, oh, we're running. Well, the fact that I am still in the meetings and everything every week definitely helps. But, you know, when he's in the booth, when I'm in the booth, I wouldn't be in the meeting rooms or anything like that. But you still understand the calls. Like I was watching some other game and they're making, you know, right and left calls. Everyone has like a code for right and left calls as far as O-line. I'm like, okay, this is a pass. You see it's a two by two, you know, it's a three by one. If the tight end's on their own side, you can tell if it's man or zone. Like there's these little indicators that we learn from just being around the sport for so long that are ingrained in our head especially the guys that have been playing for a long time that we it's it's the same across every single team so you can commentate and call plays like high probability pass right here high probability run off tackle inside zone is the tight end on or off the ball if he's off the ball he's probably going to be slicing back and it's going to be some type of inside zone if it's a run formation stuff like that which is like things that we study that no one has to ever look at but it's how we can be successful in the league. Is that something you would want to do? No, I don't know yet because it's very buttoned up, right? It's it's very structured. Like I like what you guys have where it's like, hey, we get to set our schedule. We get to set the content. And in that situation, it's like suit and tie. Here's the agenda for the day. Right. And this you got to stick to it. And it's, it's, it's more like political, right? You have to make sure you're staying, you know, in line and you can't go across the line over here. You can't say anything that might be a little bit, you know, controversial because now you're everywhere and that talk about the network. So maybe when I'm older, I'll be ready for that. You've thought about it because you, usually you have a definitive answer. When I ask you stuff like post-career, you're like, yes, no, yes, no. That one you I've actually thought about. thought about. Yeah. I've thought about it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, how about me, you, and Billy? So you don't know this about Billy. He's part of the FIU broadcast. <laughs> I have called the Marlins game before. Billy's called the Marlins game before. I think me, you, and Billy, if you get eliminated, we call a game together. What do you think? I think that would be epic. Yeah. <laughs> that would be epic. We'll do it for a YouTube crowd, Billy. Okay, Why not? Great. Perfect. <laughs> Let's do that. That would be epic. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mike Fuentes, our yeah. producer, is giving me double thumbs up. We're going to make this happen, okay? Yeah. That would be sick. My place or yours? Where do you want to do it? I mean... I mean, it don't matter to me. If we're out, then I don't care. His place is the answer. You're in Vegas. If you're not in the Super Bowl, we will come out there. We'll hang out with you, right? And then we'll call the Super Bowl together. How about that? That's a thing. You know, actually, we need to get an agenda for the Super Bowl week if we're not playing. Yes, if you're not playing. Yes, I don't want to jump on something there. Right, okay. Have you seen this, Austin? Because you, uh, if if you don't play this week, I don't know if you plan on being at the game. Can you tell us if you're playing or not? No, don't bother him about that. But I want (laughs) to know. No, I can't. No, you can't tell us. No, he's not playing. So here's what I want to put on Austin's radar. Austin, I don't know if you've seen this, but they're doing this thing with Disney and Pixar where there's going to be a version of one of the games on Saturday. I think it's the London game where. 
it's going to somehow they're going to connect the Disney characters to the game and you're going to be basically watching Toy Story play football. So like instead of Trevor Lawrence, you're going to have a Pixar version of Trevor Lawrence playing football. While you've been playing these games, you haven't seen things like this. You haven't seen the games that are on Nickelodeon no where idea. they have digital slime coming out of the end zones and you have a giant SpongeBob or Patrick in the upright. Like you should really take advantage of these days off and see kind of the weird stuff that's going on that you're missing yeah, it out seems on. Seems like I have I have no idea what's going on with football anymore. Yeah. Like what are we what are we what are we doing? We're trying to get other I guess they're trying to get other audiences in. I don't well, know. Well kids that, it yeah. seems like yeah. I haven't seen any of that stuff. Hmm. Um I know the Nickelodeon one, but I haven't actually watched a Nickelodeon game. I've just won their award. They're like slime time award, which after a practice randomly I got slime dumped on my bald head. Right. Um well didn't so, you uh, I, if I remember correctly, didn't you win it for the the overall year last year also? Yeah. 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 Yep. I think you showed us your trophy. Billy, like that's the biggest smile Billy gets out of you is when you talk about getting slime. Yeah, like Billy, I mean, it's Billy cool. he's I, he's attracted to you at some level. It's weird. Well, I don't I mean, I don't know about that. From what I remember, yes, Austin told us it was overrated, the right. sliming. Yes. Yeah. Which yeah. is disappointing. Right. I'm just glad he remembered. That's mm-hmm. all I'm saying. Like, hey, this man, hey, he cares. He cares. Uh, that's what he showed right there. Austin, yeah. there's no other way to ask you this. You brought it up earlier, you referenced it earlier. Seventy points. What the f I, I was talking about this earlier, man. Like, <laughs> if you're even in a high school game and you put up 70 points, that's a ton of points. Right. I don't get college. You got you got colleges that pay other colleges that, hey, we're going to go out there and whoop your ass because we're a bigger college, but we need a game. And they don't even put up 70 points. You know, if they do, it's like, damn, they put up 70 points. And Crazy. these guys did it against a professional team, man. It was I went back and watched that game because I was like, okay, I got to watch this game. Running backs running for 200 and something yards, 720 something yards of total offense. 726. And, you know, shout out to shout out to the Miami offense because they were attacking edges. They were gashing them on the side and they were getting bodies on bodies with O-line, with tight ends, with their misdirection stuff, with, you know, some of the gadget plays. It was all clicking and not just clicking, but going off and going down the field efficient. So, Wow. Wow. Uh, we'll get you out of here. Uh, thank you for the time. Hopefully you'll play this week. I got to I got to be honest. I tried to I tried to get this done and we'll try for a future week. Uh, I wanted Billy to say what he said about Josh Kelly to his face. And he was going to come on with us today, oh, God. <laughs> but he had to cancel last minute. So perhaps next week I'll give Billy a week to prepare for it. All right. Oh, don't do that to Billy. Yeah. Don't, <laughs> don't throw do him mean? under the bus like that. Yeah. Yeah. What are we doing? Oh, it would have been fun. Come on. Anyway, you're telling me Look, stealing from Austin's back, charity. Man, don't, no, Thank no, you. Yeah, don't uh, it's Austin's friend. I mean, come yeah. on. No, all right, no. fine. I'll ask Keenan Allen to come on. put us all in an awkward spot. Come on, man. All right. Listen, I'll ask Herbert to come on. Forget about it. Knuckleheads. All right. All right. right. And what's going on in the foundation? Quickly promote it on the way out of here. Well, right now we're still preparing for our Balboa High School up in San Francisco project. Um, So if you want to check out all the endeavors that we have going on, AustinEckler.com, you can check out our projects. I have the pledge going on. I'm not scoring touchdowns right now, but when I start scoring them again, you can pledge to donate, you know, up to even you know, down to 10 bucks per touchdown that I could get. And every dollar goes to our project. So um, more to come. And like I said, AustinEcho.com if you want some more details there. All right, my man. We appreciate awesome. it. We will uh, We will talk Likewise. to you next week. Thank you. Awesome. Looking forward to it. See you, boys. All right, man. See you. All right. Stay out of trouble. <laughs> we'll try. <laughs> Sims, you look good. You cleaned up. What happened? I mean. Uh, I'm doing all right. I don't yeah. know. I mean, what, what did I look like last week? You were I don't know. You're yeah. a little bloated to me, honestly. <laughs> and maybe they get close to the, close to the camera. <laughs> I mean, I'm still not feeling normal. I know that. I don't All know. Right. Like, I, I got, I was under the weather last week. You know, I had a, we, we did our thing on Thursday instead of Wednesday. And I still feel like I'm not 100%. So I'm fighting through something. I wouldn't doubt that I don't look normal. Uh, but- but-
Fuck you, Billy. Yeah, there you go. Because Billy so badly wants to be friends with you. And then, but Billy, you're saying he looks like he's bloated. Like, you know Sims is going to come back with exactly what he just came back listen with. To, listen to me. I'm being You're lying to him. I'm being honest to I him. I said he looks sometimes, different. Right. Yeah, sometimes people need to tell you the truth, even if it's not convenient, you know? And I feel like that's a sign of a good friend. Uh, it you, is a good friend. I appreciate that yeah. about you, Billy. Oh, is that what it is? You feel like you and Billy are good friends, huh? Well, yeah, we are. It's, it's a little volatile at times. We keep it real. Exactly. Right. You watch the Dolphins tape, I'm sure. Chris, I don't know what else to say. Their offense is beautiful, man. Oh, beautiful. It's the only offense like we talked about last week that I would say is in the conversation with Shanahan as far as his creativity and that level of what they do, right? And like rhyme and reason to everything they do it too. It's not like, you know, a lot of teams do some of these shifts and motions, but you're like, you're just doing it just to do it. There's rhyme and reason to why Mike McDaniel and the comp- and the company do it. And I mean, that was a total one. We know they got talent and they're creative anyways, but I think when you throw on top of like the, the way they attacked rules of Denver's defense and really exposed Vance Joseph and his scheme and things that need to be fixed and like, there are just so many plays where I go, wait, they can't stop this run with after this shift in motion. Like, they literally don't have enough people to fill in all the gaps. The way they, you know, basically stressed the end guy at the line of scrimmage and made, like, the corner have to be the number one run game with all those outside runs. I mean, that was just, like, you know, uh, I mean, poetry as far as what you do on the offensive side of the ball. And then the pass game has so much to deal with. They're awesome to play action off of it. And they're like a legit running football team this year. I think that's what's different. They can physically blow you off the ball, let alone they have all the creativity in the pass game and run game to go on top of it. And that was like unlike anything I've ever seen ever in the NFL on Sunday. Well, they also seem to have depth, which we weren't sure about, where they took out the starters and they still had guys. Now, some of that There's obviously no could be, Billy. well, the, the Broncos <laughs> also could have just quit on that. Do you think the Broncos quit there at the end and just go, well, we just want well, this like, to be done with? Yeah, I, you know, like, listen, I, 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 I don't ever like to say quit, but like, because then everybody starts to go, oh, you know, oh, the coach, they quit on the coach and it becomes a thing. So I don't love that. Was their souls and heart ripped out and, and, you know, their body like old Indiana Jones? Yes, definitely. I mean, when they got to 42 to 13, I believe, you just saw one play after another of guys like this, right? Oh, 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 oh. And, of course, the tackling, the intensity of the game had been taken away from them to a degree. So, yeah, I don't want to say quit. I just feel like they got to a point where they were like, we got no answers. They're just, we're running around like a chicken with our heads cut off. And, you know, I think they just became exasperated more than anything and just became too much to overcome. Uh, Mike McDaniel, who coached for Kyle Shanahan, we had Raheem Mostert on the show last week, Chris, and I asked him, is he the best play caller you've ever played for? And he said him and Kyle Shanahan. Is McDaniel doing anything different than Shanahan? It seems like he is. I Well, I think it's just he's got some different parts, right? I think he's doing it more like where Shanahan's run game first. McDaniel, I believe, is pass game first, right? Right. So he's doing all these motions and stuff, really always to set up like a, the next big play in the pass game. Shanahan almost works a little bit the opposite. It's all about let me do all this stuff to get the run game going. 
and then you'll get in such a bind trying to stop my run game. Then I'll hit you with play action pass and all of that. So it's a little bit of a, a reverse effect with McDaniel. But to the point of, yes, it's calling plays is an art form. Not only just like, oh, hey, this is a cool play. I want to call it because I drew it up all week. But when to call it? Why are you calling it? Right? Have you set it up and made it, you know, you know, made the defense think, ooh, something else is coming. And all of a sudden, oh, no, we didn't expect this and this is coming. Right? It's all of that. And then the, the unbelievable understanding, and this is where McDaniel, I think, is the closest to Shanahan and anybody on Shanahan's tree to this point yet is that, you know, you always hear me say, Shanahan knows the rules of the defense. So once he starts to feel, oh, you play this coverage or this defense against this formation and personnel set, he knows the weak link on that defensive scheme to go, okay, I got some plays now to attack that, and it's going to mess with their rules, and they're not going to be right. And McDaniel, long story short, does the same exact thing. How much credit would you give Tua for any of this? Well, like I give him, I give him a lot of credit. He's playing great. He's going to the right place with the ball. The thing I like, one of the things I wrote about in my notes where two has gone next level, right? Where two has gotten real good at like, like really looking defenders off, right? I mean, it's never, wow, what an unbelievable arm. But I do go, wow, what a quick release. I go, ooh, wow, great timing or touch there to kind of, feel and put this ball in the hole and then all of a sudden shoo, somebody comes by like flying like a like the road runner he's great at all that and then where he's gotten next level in my opinion billy is he's gotten great at hey i'm looking over here i'm looking over here and then boom and hitting somebody in the middle of the field and it increases the space in which tyree kill or a receiver has to play with because he's done such a great job of kind of making the defense think he's going somewhere else and his body's lined up that way and then he still throws it those are the things i love about to it now you just stop it's, you just, it's you a just quarterback friendly offense just, just, just make sure you know just, that too right. it's very so awesome well. to play in that offense there's, there's always a now you're going buddy. so well right. <laughs> and you had to have that extra that you didn't need there just, well like stop, here yeah. this is like you know i mean i always go back like you don't think Joe Burrow could have done oh, that? And right, you don't right. think that guy, Josh Allen? Huh? Like, that's Joe that's, Burrow, that's all I'm saying. Right. You know, he's provided, provided with some advantages that most teams in football don't have for their quarterback. And really? I think that's totally fair to say. Uh, and they take on the Bills this weekend. Might be the game of the weekend. Dolphins and Bills up in Buffalo. I feel like Buffalo's happy with this, with the with the with the way things have played out here. They lost that first game, but everyone, including us, just now, we're talking about the Chiefs. We're talking about the Dolphins. No one's talking about the Bills and Josh Allen. Uh, Definitely, they love that, right? They love that. I mean, first off, Allen's been awesome the last two weeks. He really has. He yeah. was. A, a human highlight show the on on Sunday against Washington. So good. Uh, the week before that, he was ultra quick, getting the ball out of his hand, played it smart, do all that. So it feels like he's regained, you know, what we saw from Josh Allen in years prior of like, you know, aggressive but not reckless. He's towing the line the right way there, and and it seemed like ever since last year, about halfway through the year, he lost his way in that department. But they're running the ball better in Buffalo. That's something they got going for them. And where I'm excited about the matchup that you brought up, Sugats, is like 
you know, one, their D lines kicking ass here the last last two games. Two, this is an outside the box defensive thinker, right? I mean, that's the other thing that I'm excited to see. The wits between McDaniel and McDermott yeah. is going to be phenomenal. I've complained sometimes about I wish Buffalo was a little faster on the defensive side of the ball. But the one thing they're really good at is like figuring out where you want to throw the ball and dropping people in those areas. And they're masters at passing people off in zones and doing things the right way that way to where I can see them slowing them down a little bit. It ain't going to look like last week. I'd be shocked if it looked like last week. I would think you get more into a one score tough football game type of thing here with Buffalo and, and Miami on Sunday. I love seeing a rookie quarterback, a young quarterback, kind of grow in confidence. And I feel like you're seeing it because I think he's going to be really, really good. But I think you're seeing that with C.J. Stroud. Do you agree? I'm blown away by C.J. Stroud. Really? I'm blown away. I, I don't know if we've ever seen a Rick, rookie look this mature and polished through wow. three games that I can remember. Like, Joe Burrow had a chance to be like this, but their team was so bad his rookie year and they couldn't protect him that he couldn't even show us what he was capable of doing. First off, playing the game like it's year three or four. They call plays in an offense where I'd go, they trust him already more than the Bears trust Justin Fields in Chicago. Crazy. You know, they trust him to drop back 40 plus times every game and get it done. And his throwing is off the charts good. It's off the charts good. His seeing of the field is off the charts good. He's got a quick release. His accuracy is on is pinpoint. It's as good as anybody in football. And his arm is very strong. Like I've been blown away by that. And the fact that, you know, they haven't run the ball that great and they've really had to rely on him to throw the football and do those things. Uh, I think it just tells you they're telling you that. And within that, how much they trust him and how smart the guy is and all that. CJ Stroud, yeah, been really impressive, Sugats. You mentioned Joe Burrow. Is this just a case of no preseason, recovering from injury? This ship will right itself eventually? All of, I mean, that, that, all of that. But, like, I, I'm going to go back to what I always say. Like, you guys watch the game Monday night, right? Yep. Mm -hmm. Towards the third quarter, right, Dan Orlovsky started to go, like, look at them moving Jamar Chase around, right? Which was big news for the Bengals. But yet I want to sit there and go, and, and I'm not like Dan Orlovsky was right to point it out, but like, like that's a thing. Like, whoa, they moved the receiver <laughs> in the slot. Whoa, they're getting next level. How did they design a play with their best player in the slot? That's insane. I mean, it's kindergarten from them at times. So that's where it's frustrating watching them. You guys watch the Dolphins every week. It's 90,000 formations. It's who the f is going this way and that way. And holy sh**. And then it's the, the Cincinnati Bengals going, hey, uh, tight end to the right, receiver to the right, receiver to the left, receiver to the left. You run two slants. You run slant and flat. And we'll really throw them for a tizzy. Like, get the f out of here with that bullshit. <laughs> it's just way too much on the players and they don't do enough to help them out. And then Burrow hasn't practiced, like you said, Billy, and he's dealing with this injury and all that. And that makes it even worse. So like they'll get it eventually, but 
it still should not be to what it is through three weeks. That's where they just they got to expand their attack more on that side of the ball. They're not going to get to the Super Bowl with that attack. I don't care, you know, what it looks like. It's gonna, it, it, it's the AFC is too good. It's it's got to change to a degree. Is that how you have Zach Taylor talking to his team? I was going to say, take, take <laughs> someone out by name. Is this Zach Taylor? Is this Brian Callahan? Who are we going after here, Chris? Well, name it, it's it's both. They're both extremely. They're, they're smart. They're smart enough to know, and and they're smart enough that they should be able to expand that offense. I love them because they're detailed, right? Their their execution is usually flawless. And as you've heard me say before, they've been better in the second half of the year the last few years because it's 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 they know, okay, wait, this team plays cover four on third and five or more. So they have the information that says that. And then they know, okay, even though it's basic, here's our basic cover four plays to beat that. And Burrow accesses them and they execute it the right way. And that's why we've seen them be kind of this awesome second half offensive football team the last two years. But it's hard to be like that all the time. And, you know, I think that's why you see them be a little underwhelming early on in the year because they don't have enough, you know, accumulative information on some of these defenses and how to attack them quite yet. BFT with Mike Florio every day on Peacock on Button Podcast and Football Night in America, Sunday Night Football. Check them out there. They have the Chiefs and, unfortunately for them, the Jets on uh, Sunday night. Uh, Sins, we love you, buddy. We'll talk to you next week, man. All right, guys. Be good. It is time for this week's edition of Steel Guys, presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today. Use code STU for a special offer when you sign up. That's code STU only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Let's get right to the games. Let's start with Louisville. They are minus three and a half at NC State. Buy it down a half point to minus three. Louisville wins. They cover the spread. They win by a touchdown. Utah, plus four and a half. They're taking on Oregon State. Buy it up a half point to plus five. I'll take the Utes plus five anytime. I have Utah winning the game outright. They win by a field goal. BYU, take it on Cincinnati. BYU, they're getting a point. They win. They cover the spread. They win by a touchdown. Northwestern at home, plus 27. Take it on Penn State. The Nittany Lions win the game. Northwestern covers. Syracuse, plus seven. Big game for Cuse. They're 4-0. They're taking on Clemson. Clemson wins the game. Syracuse covers. Clemson wins by three points. James Madison, sneaky good team. At home, minus three. Take it on South Alabama. Buy it down a half point to two and a half. James Madison wins the game. They win it by seven points. They cover the spread. Boston College at home, minus three and a half. Take it on Virginia. Buy it down a half point to minus three. Eagles pretty good. Virginia, unfortunately, not very good this year. BC wins by 10 points. They cover the spread at home. Kansas plus 17 at Texas. Texas wins the game. But how about this? Kansas covers the spread. Texas wins by 10 points at home. Maryland, minus 14, take it on Indiana. Maryland, by 28 points at home, they cover the spread. Memphis, minus three, take it on Boise State, buy it down a half to two and a half. Memphis wins, they cover, they win by seven points. LSU, minus two and a half at Mississippi, LSU wins by 10 points. Notre Dame, minus five at Duke. Golic wins, Golic covers. Notre Dame by 10 points at Duke. Air Force, they're minus 10. They're taking on San Diego State. Buy it down a half point, minus nine and a half. Air Force wins by 17 points. They cover the spread. Arizona taking on Washington at home. Washington wins the game. 
Arizona covers. They are plus 20. Washington wins by 10 points. NFL. Jacksonville, minus three. Take it on the Falcons. Buy it down a half point to two and a half. Jacksonville wins. They cover. The Jags win by 13 points at home. Minnesota, they are minus four at Carolina. Minnesota's the better team here. I'm taking the Vikings. They win. They cover the Vikings by 10 points over Carolina. Bengals, minus two and a half. They're at the Titans. I have the Bengals by seven points. They cover the spread. Cleveland, minus three. Take it on the Ravens. Buy it down a half point to two and a half. The Browns win. They cover. The Browns win by 10 points. Chargers, minus five and a half. Take it on the Raiders. I like this one a lot. Chargers by 21 points at home over the Raiders. They cover the spread. Dallas, minus six and a half. Take it on the Patriots. The Patriots barely beat the Jets. Buy down a half point to minus six. Dallas wins. They cover Dallas by 13 points at home. And finally, the Chiefs, minus nine at the Jets. Chiefs win. They cover. They win by 109 points. Those are the picks, everyone. Good luck. Mikey A, before we get to a special guest we have for Golik, we do nice things around here for Golik. He does nice things for us, except book yes. guests. Okay? Well, I'm trying. I'm trying. <laughs> When's the last time you tried to get a well, guest? You're not so trying. Here was a, here's the one thing I'll say is, remember you tasked me with getting Marcus Freeman on before the Ohio State game. Yeah. As I was thinking about that, I thought, wait a minute. God bless football is a couple of times a week, which is cool, and I love doing it. Mm-hmm. I do a show with my son, Mike, every friggin' day, and we're both former Notre Dame players. Yeah. If we get Marcus Freeman, I'm putting him on my show, mine and Gojo's show. Huh. But we didn't get him anyway. He wasn't doing anything outside of, you know, college game day and, and that kind of thing. But, yeah, right. sorry, man. I, I had to think about that and say, yeah, I, I got to gotta go down that road. Mike, Mike, <laughs> yeah. you're 100% right in, in everything you just said. But you do realize that we're about to bring on a special guest just for you. Yeah. And all you did was go, yeah, I'm not giving you guys the special guest. So, uh, so yes, because <laughs> because I also understand a lot of times getting the people you get is because you use my name. Of course. So, so I feel not a lot of the time, all the time. A lot of the time, that's my worth at times to the show outside of my excellent analysis as well of course is is the fact that i can open doors for you that otherwise would be closed now unfortunately there are times i open doors for you and that door is open and then we have that person on and then it becomes slammed shut <laughs> what's the best example of that of the door being slammed shut andy reed still likes us i, will tell I you know that, much right now. that that one i'm not gonna lie that one scared me the most because i'm always waiting for you, either one of you, you, Mikey A or Billy, to start yeah. going down a road that I just go, oh, God, oh, God, this is the end. This is the end, you right. know? And that, that was one of my biggest fears was with was with Andy. Yeah. I think uh, Andy... Good time. Mikey, Mikey, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to cut you off there. It'd be a good time to get Andy again right now, Mike. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it would. Uh, how about, how about his mercy saying that he that he set up Kelsey and... and uh, and uh, t- Taylor Swift, he said, I set them up. And then walks, walk, does like a mic drop and walks away. That was awesome. <laughs> so great. Did you see the female demographics for that game, by the way? Unreal. Unreal. Um, it's the most viewed game on, it's the most viewed show on any network this year. Did you see some of the tweets people were putting out there or texts about Swifties trying to learn football? And yeah. people trying to explain football to them? Four yes. downs, a touchdown, or a field goal? <laughs> What's a field goal? I mean, right. Because we're in this world, it really makes you realize 
so many people out of this world. I'll never forget doing Mike and Mike, and there would be like 50 million people that watch the Super Bowl, right, or whatever it was. And Greeny would always be like, what is everybody else doing? I'm like, dude, you have to understand, this is our world. There, the majority of the rest of the world is not into sports, you know, or, or doesn't know it or doesn't follow it, you know, like we do. It, it's, it's just not that way. Because there was a time, I remember he was interviewing Ben Affleck. This is on the Ben Affleck and uh, Jennifer Lopez first go around, first stint. And Greeny, Greeny asked Ben Affleck, who's bigger, J-Lo? Or I think at that point he said like Peyton Manning or Tom Brady. This was years ago. Mm-hmm. And Affleck basically laughed at him and said, are you kidding? I mean, it's not, it's not even close of these world famous actors or actresses or entertainers that are way more popular and known than athletes. Say for, I would say the most recognizable and biggest name athlete in the world. I wonder if you guys agree because soccer is the number one sport would be Messi. Yes. I would say, or Ronaldo, I guess. Right. Yeah. Yeah. One of those two, but they don't hold a candle to at this point, Taylor Swift. I mean, they don't hold a candle to that, right? Here here is a very interesting number to go along with that. Uh, You figure most people who are fans of the Kansas City Chiefs or Travis Kelsey, they probably already own the jersey. They probably already have the jersey. Right. After what happened on Sunday with Taylor Swift, his jersey sales spiked 400% because of Taylor Swift. The winner in all of this, and she has been a winner for years now, is the mom, Donna. I mean, she yes. was the belle of the ball at the Super Bowl last year. Everybody loves her. She's great. And she's in the suite, you know, just casually hanging out with Taylor Swift. I mean, she Amazing. is she's living her best life right now. Two sons in the NFL. Yeah. Two yeah. sons who have won Super Bowls. Two sons who are going to be first ballot hall fans, yes. probably. Yes. I mean, Jesus yes. Christ. Number one podcast in America. I mean, <laughs> it's unbelievable. I what mean, just we amazing. I mean, yeah. Seriously. Yeah. I am. Uh, well, uh, Mike, any wrong. chance like mom sits with Taylor for the entire afternoon, calls Travis five hours later and says, Travis, you sitting down? I don't like Taylor. <laughs> oh, we have issues. <laughs> yeah, we didn't get along, Travis. I got to be honest with you. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, Mikey A., I would have loved to seen uh, Mike Golick. Like, if we had a fly on the wall, and we did, it was Mike Golick Jr. Because he was watching the game with him. When Marcus Freeman, out of a timeout, <laughs> sends one fewer player into the game that he should have. Uh, Mike put us there. <laughs> well... I mean, for the last two plays, there were 10 players on the field. It's a terrible, Mike. I I, well, listen, it's it's inexcusable. Yes. It's inexcusable from the yes. coach's standpoint, from the player that should have been on the field. You know what package is out there, what personnel is out there, and you know if you should be out there or not. But it's it's inexcusable, especially coming out of a timeout. So, and think about that. They ran right where that D-line was supposed to be. I, and I'm not going to sit here and say if we had the D-lineman in there, they would have stopped him. But he wasn't in there, and I mean, that ball never crossed the entire – half the ball was on the paint. That's right. how close that was to not being a touchdown. But it was. And you know what? And, and people say they had a chance for a couple of interceptions, which is right at the end. But the bottom line is, with four-some minutes ago, Notre Dame had the ball and the chance to run the clock out. They didn't. They punted it back. And then Notre Dame defense had a chance to stop Ohio State, and they didn't. So – Bottom line, give Ohio State the credit for that. Yes, a couple of mistakes, a bad one to not have enough players on the field, but give Ohio State the credit for getting that win. Well, 
Whoa! Hello? Look at that! Look at this! So oh, this is how we surprise Michael. We ask Mike Golick to get us guests wow. all the time because you know his name means something. He's got a lot of pull, a lot of clout. Uh, but Billy and I decided, you know what? If Mike's not going to do it, we'll take matters into our own hands. So. Ray Romano, Mike, you have told us stories about you and your wife spending your yes. entire evenings in bed watching Ray. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I feel now I wish I was laying in bed with my wife. Well, that's for other reasons, but also then watching watching Ray, you know, and uh, it, it's amazing, you know, talking to Ray. And then did you see Kevin James was just a meme all over Twitter. My my shows are becoming huge. Everybody loves Raymond, King of Queens, certainly Seinfeld. You know, it's cool as hell now to see all that. So this is a joy seeing my golfing buddy, you know. Yeah, yeah. We, <laughs> we, we got to play around together. Uh, where was Kevin James? What was Kevin James on? He was, he was, Ray, he was a meme. Somebody said, this is me after a double uh, rum and diet Coke. And it was just a picture oh. of uh, Kevin James kind of shrugging as his character from King of Queens. You really, there was really no... It's just this guy did it, and all of a sudden right. it took off and got a ton of likes. And and my wife tweeted out, "Yes, finally, all, you know all the all the shows we watch are cool again, you know, and 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 all That's the characters funny. are cool." So it was pretty neat. You know what's going around on Instagram now? My kids showed me some video of me. the uh, The headline is, "Boy, Ray Romano is a class guy," and it's a video of a limo pulling up. And I, and it says he allows the the kids in this town to kiss his hand, and it's a it's it's a joke, but it's it's a limo pulling up, and an arm comes out with a glove <laughs> on it, and these little kids come over and kiss my hand and start yelling not my hand but and start yelling Ray Romano Ray Romano, mm. and I don't know who made it or whatever, but it's making the circuit now. It's 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 come back, <laughs> and my friends keep sending me this sending me going. Dude, this wasn't you, was it? I go, what do you think? <laughs> I would never let strange kids kiss my hand. Yeah, yeah. Listen, at least it's a good funny meme. You know, it'd be bad if you were associated with a bad one, right? Uh, I had to live with that. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I mean, I, I guess so. I guess any press is good press. But, yeah, uh, so they say. Right. How I, would I, you evaluate before we get to the Jets and, and then Mike can, <laughs> can geek out with you? Uh, but how would you evaluate Mike Golick's golf game? Oh, I'm trying to. It was you, me, and who was the third? Who was the third guy? Mike Vrabel. Was it Roger Clemens, no. It was, no, uh, it was, it was uh, Mike Vrabel. Mike Vrabel. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Vrabel. yeah. There was some tension there too with Vrabel. He wanted nothing to do with me. He was fine with you, Ray. He was fine with Golick. He just didn't like me. I could sense it. You know. Oh uh, no, no, that's not true. Yeah, uh, yeah it kind of. I felt it. True. I didn't like you either. No, okay. yeah. um, um, Thank you. I, I think your game. I think that day we were both going up and down. We had some good spots, bad spots, but I saw the potential. Let's put it that way. Uh, well, that's a very nice way to say it because I sucked on the first day with you. I sucked on the second day. I actually played decent the third day. And when I talked to a couple of the guys I knew like that I went to before this, like Barkley and Aaron Rodgers, they were like, the first time you play in this thing, it's tough, yeah. you know, and you got to work through that. So I vow if I get invited back to play so much better next year, because what hurt me as well is really hitting the hard vat of fireball on the, on the beach, on the eighth hole that I played the first day <laughs> that, that doesn't help your game when you, when oh, you, yeah, when you yeah, chug yeah. and fireball. I, I just went there last weekend my boys, you know, I have uh, three boys, and they're they're adult boys now. 
but but we've been going for 15 years. Uh, I've been going for 18 years, but they've been coming since they were old enough, and they've walked the course for 15 years with me because they like seeing all the athletes and everything. And so I finally took them last weekend. I just went. We played. We played two rounds there, and I I actually did better with you guys than I did this weekend. I sucked it up this weekend pretty bad. How are, the they? How are they? How are they as golfers? Your kids? One, they're good. I have twin boys, and then I got a I got a big kid. He's six five, and he can hit it pretty far. And he shot a eighty four, I think, there, which was pretty decent. You know, it's a, it's not an easy course. Right? Pretty decent, oh, it Ray. Is, <laughs> it's not. And I right. and I miss the golfing with friends. The five foot radius. Hey, that's good putt. I mean, <laughs> right. man. Yeah, no, no <laughs> such thing. Yeah, but but you like? Isn't that tournament great? It's a phenomenal. Great yeah. Phenomenal. I mean, I've watched it for years. It lived up. I got asked to play it back when my days at ESPN, when, when it was doing Mike and Mike. And when I was, you know, a fat, you know, just out of football ex jock right. who was more concerned about drinking beers than swinging a club. And I didn't want to embarrass myself. So I waited. So I'm hoping to do a little better. It was fun talking to your, your kids as well, especially about the Jets, which is something I have to ask before <laughs> we even talk about the Jets. Yeah. And Stu, obviously, this is for you too. Thank you. It's such a cursed um, fan base, and, and I get it. I, I grew up in Cleveland, so I, I followed the Browns, but I was never a diehard fan. I, I was never one of those that was like that, like you guys are. And now your kids are involved. Ray, did you ever give your kids a chance or the option to follow another team to say, don't go down my road, go somewhere else. You'll be better off. Uh, you know what? I, 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 I didn't do that, but I also didn't encourage the Jets. They just took it up on their own, you know? So I, I, I just let the chips fall where they fall. And, um, and the, you know, I started, I was a Jet fan, so I was born in 57. Uh, so when Namath won, I was like 11. Um, I was not a Jet fan until two years later. So I've mm. never, I've never seen the, them win the, you know, they won once. Yes. As a fan, though. Right, right. Um, I wasn't got born, close, right? But I've I mean, never seen them, right. I've, never, I've never got to the promised land with them yet. But I don't give up, man. That's that's the thing about uh, me and about most Jet fans is we don't give up, man. You know, I'm playing. I'm 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 scheduled hopefully to play Jim Valvano in the in this bio movie of him, right? And I and I'm taking on his motto: Don't give up. Don't ever give up. <laughs> there I'm, you go. I'm bringing that to the Jets. So, Mike, right? I have a different answer here because I absolutely forced Jet fandom on my daughter. Okay, I have twin daughters, right? By the way, oh, one of, yeah, yeah. yeah, one of them's a Dolphin fan. The other one, I made her be a Jet fan. I just recently gave her the option uh, because we're from South Florida. I was born in New York. I was born on Long Island, but we were. Uh, she was born down here in South Florida. And because the Dolphins are the most exciting team in the NFL, I recently gave her the option of bailing on the Jets and going with the Dolphins. And she is really contemplating it, right? <laughs> wow, well, now that's that's jumping on the, uh, you know, uh, that's jumping on the front runner if you yep. go to the Dolphins yeah. now, man. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Hey, wait, Mike, Mike, did you start with a Yankee hat and went to a Jet hat? I, I did. I did. Okay. Yeah, no, I well, figured yeah. we were talking about the Jets. I might as mm. well. Yeah. I thought I was seeing things. So I we're all, no. we're all he, has, he has a hat for all, all occasions. I, yeah. I, I like how you said you became a, a fan a couple of years after Namath and the win. 
Hell, if you listen to Namath now, you know, Mr. Jet, he basically said, fire everybody. I don't know if you heard his sound, but it's amazing. Your team, your guys' team was like a favorite to maybe get to the Super Bowl because not just Aaron Rodgers, but the te- you have an excellent defense. You have weapons on offense. All of a sudden, Rodgers goes down and and like uh, Joe Namath thinks it's now a sinking ship. I I I hope you guys, do you guys, how do you like feel actually about I, the team? I, you know, I, I'm going to, I'm going to be positive. You know, it's hard. It's hard, but I'm going to keep a positive outlook because, well, now listen, I'm just going <laughs> to put the positive. No, no, I'm, I'm, I'm being honest. I'm being honest. Okay. Now. We were, we beat Buffalo. We were one play away from having the lead against Dallas, right? Yeah. Uh, knew we held New England at 15 points. It was raining. You know, New England's got a great defense. Three great defenses we played. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, I'm I'm gonna stay stay with whatever whatever Solib thinks is right. I'm gonna go with it, and I'm just gonna keep positive because we. You're right. We got all the weapons. All the weapons are there. So, I mean, it, it can happen. It's a learning. You know, it's a learning curve that he's got to get into, but. I mean, maybe it's one game. Maybe it's maybe it's you know we upset against Kansas City. I'm, 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 I'm picking I'm picking the Jets on the money line this mm-hmm. week. You know. Wow. Um, <laughs> um, I'm gonna. I, here's I'll my take motto. that bet, Ray. By the way, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> here's my motto. Here's why the Jets. Here's why I still have faith in the Jets. I was in my doctor's office the other day, and he had one of those <laughs> inspirational posters up, and it said. It said, the river always wins. And I don't know if you guys know this saying, but in the battle between the river and the mountain, the river always wins, not because of strength, but because of perseverance and persistence. So just that's what the Jets are going to be. We're going to be the river. We're just going to keep going and keep going. And it's going to happen. <laughs> Plus Trevor Simeon. Yes. No, no, no. Uh, <laughs> I'm, 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 listen. Uh, 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 I'm 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 embodying Jim Valvano. Don't give up. Don't ever give up. I love it. By the way, my my kids flew in. I live in L.A. My kids took the red eye Saturday night to be uh, at the first game. Yeah. Uh, I mean Monday Sunday night to be at the first game for Aaron Rodgers. I mean they were there. They were oh. in that stadium. I don't know if you guys were there. Were any of you guys there? No, I was there. Yeah, I was calling the uh, the Giants uh, Dallas debacle on Sunday night. So I wasn't there, but I I can't imagine watching on TV yet your kids being at the stadium and the fourth play, seeing Aaron Rodgers limp off the field. That, that had to be a surreal moment for them. The whole, but then you put the whole package of the whole night, you know, it's, it's nine 11. It's uh, uh, the big ceremony in the beginning and the cheers and the everything. And then the letdown and then the exhilarating ending and then kind of this, bittersweet feeling as you're walking out of the stadium they said they were just they were just it was sad what happened but they were happy that they were there you know um but listen don't you agree that do you think that i think zach wilson has a pro football arm don't you think he has that arm oh i think he has that arm and i think unfortunately a lot of guys have the arm but there's a lot more to go with it the biggest difference the, the the biggest difference is is his reads aren't quick enough he can get the ball where it needs to go. That has never been an issue for him. Right. Uh, but but it's just getting it to the right person and getting the read quick enough. And the big part of it is trust. You know, and because the windows are so much smaller in the pros than in college, when you see that 
little tiny opening, you got to yeah. be confident. You got to drill it. And if there's just the slightest amount of hesitation, you're screwed. And that's yeah. that's kind of where he's kind of where he's lost. Romo was pointing that out during the game yeah. last week. But you know, it's a learning curve, and we were hoping he could learn it with with, with Aaron Rodgers there. But uh, you know. I mean, like I say, can, it could be that one game. It could be that one game that, that flips the switch. So let's hope so. Is there a team in that division, if the Jets aren't going to win the division, I mean this each year, not just this year, which other team in the division do you not want to see win the division? Dolphins. Oh, come on. You know the answer to that. I'm just waiting for you to say it. <laughs> uh, uh, God, I don't want to. <laughs> say it, well, Ray. Listen. It's just everyone knows the rivalry. Everyone knows it's it's New England, right? Yeah. Um, and, and I, but I have respect for them, and I have respect for Belichick, and I, and I have respect for Tom Brady. You know, um, my best friend here in LA is a Patriot fan, and uh, and that's just yeah. It's and it's not like I don't want to see them win, but I want to see the I want to see the Jets win against them. You know. Oh my God! Not bringing up the Jets anymore. How about not bringing up the Mets? My God, mm. you're in, you're in a, in a world of hurt <laughs> in the sporting world. The biggest payroll, and they just they just really yeah. yeah. Well, people people think I'm a Met fan because we had that '69 Mets on uh, on everybody's right. Raymond. Uh, but I actually grew up a Yankee fan. After the Yankees, it's the Mets, and we're both hurting this year. We're not having a great year in a lot of <laughs> in a lot of sports so far. And and, and by the how way, the look, how do the Knicks look this year? Oh God! Terrible. Mm. <laughs> by by the way, real quick, last night I'm not lying to you at all. That episode was on when I was in bed. You know when when you know trying to meet Art Chamsky. So yeah. you know that was uh, that that was an excellent. Cole, episode. How many hours? How many yeah. hours have you Man, watched? We right? yeah. yeah, we had them all except for Seaver. Everybody but Seaver was. Yeah. What was happened to Seaver? Cool. What happened to Seaver? Yeah, I don't know. People, you know, <laughs> negotiate. Uh, who Big knows? Time, I, I, I don't think that's Ray. Ray is worried about that one. That wasn't that wasn't his uh, call. Make, well, I'm I wanted sure. him there. But oh, the, sure. The people, the people that put it together, you yeah, know, you couldn't get everybody, but we we got we got all the names there. That yeah, fun. that was great. It was great. I remember, and, you know, during the '86 uh, World Series, I was delivering futons in New York City. Uh, with my buddy, uh, he he owned a futon company, and so and on the day before the seventh game, we delivered to Ron Darling. Mm. Really? Yeah, and he was there, and I I've met him once or twice since then, and he says he remembers, and I remember we were all pumped up, and he gave me a, a fi- I will say this, he gave me a fifteen dollar tip. <laughs> wow. Good tipper. <laughs> Ray, I know you have to run here, but we do have someone because your family around here. And so we have someone who wants to say hello. What's up, Uncle Ray? Uncle Ray, what's up, man? How are you? How are you on this show also? Oh, there's so many shows. So many shows out of this place. I'll see you at Thanksgiving. I just wanted to say hi. (laughs) You're like... uh... You're like uh, Waldo or whatever the guy's That's right. name is. Yeah, where's Waldo? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Do, you, do you even acknowledge him in the family, Ray? Oh, I mean, seriously. Do you know the story about uh, <laughs> when ball? I hit him with the golf ball? Yes, yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's talk about a weird coincidence. Yeah, yeah it's it really is. It's the closest is. we've ever been, Ray and I. Oh, God. They brought us Stop all really it. closer together, I think. Go away, man. Go, go away. Go is, away. Is he, are you on this show? or I just, just, I, you know, I, I, like, I sprinkle on a lot of different shows. But I, good to yeah, see you, man. Right. See you at Thanksgiving. A, I'll see you at Thanksgiving. Yeah. Yeah, it's a bit of an ensemble. Those, uh, all, all that, that those people over there in South Beach. So, the Jets. This week, this is going to be the turning point. Yes. 
Be the river. Mm-hmm. Be the river. All right. <laughs> Ray, I appreciate your Thanks, optimism, Ray. and I appreciate your time. Listen, I am convinced now the Jets are going to win the Super Bowl because of you, Ray Romano, okay? <laughs> right. That's right. The river always wins. The river. Right. I love that. All right. See we, you, Tahoe. We appreciate right. it, Thanks, Ray. All right. All right. I want to ask Mike Elko, I want to hear him say it, is Duke a football school now? I'd like to hear that as well, but I would much rather, I'd much prefer to hear Mike Golick say, because big, bad Notre Dame football school who puts, you know, not enough kids on the field for the final play of the biggest game of the year against Ohio State. I want to hear Mike Golick say that he is terrified of Duke, a basketball school, when it comes to this game this weekend. Mike, you're terrified of Duke, aren't you? No, not at all. Well, listen, uh, Duke turned into a football school. Notre Dame's a fencing school, you know, with 13 national championships. So, uh-huh. uh, I was going to say lacrosse. Yeah, no, they just have one. Uh, they have one, a good one. It's a good one last year, but fencing is is the way to go. Listen, Duke is playing great this year. Yes. I mean, yeah. phenomenal what, what Coach Elko is doing. So um, I'm just going to, you know, hope he takes it easy on my Irish. Uh, well, there he is. The coach is with us. Uh, we tried to get Golik to admit that he's terrified of his uh, Notre Dame Fighting Irish going to Duke uh, this weekend, Coach Elko, and he, and he said he's not. He's not scared. He's not scared at all of Duke University and your football team. So, no, I don't think you guys predicted this one at the beginning of the year, that's for sure. <laughs> no, no, we did not. And and I, I what we want to know now, because I have now said – that Notre Dame, the school I love so much, is a fencing school because they have 13 national championships. So is Duke now a football school? Um, sure, sure. I think uh, I think we'll take that. No, um, listen, listen. Obviously, we're, we're excited about the success where this thing is going, but I'm, I'm not naive to the fact that we're still getting this thing rolling and still building this foundation. And, um, you know, there's a part of me that's worried we're on these stages a little bit too quick, but, uh, but it's great. It's great exposure for our program. But what, what a building you've done coach. You've been there a year. You were nine and four win the military bowl. You're the ACC coach of the year undefeated this year. So obviously the arrow is way up. It's almost like this is a great problem to have. Your your winning spread this year has been 28 points or more in the games you've played. It, th- this game looks to be a lot closer than that. And what, what do you tell your players about, okay, well, we've won pretty big here, but this, this is probably going to be a tight one. It's going to be a little different situation for them. Yeah, I, I think our guys, our guys are well aware of that. Obviously, you know, we played the the Clemson game and that was a nip and tuck game that we got away in the fourth quarter. And and we know the last three weeks was about us just maturely handing our handling our business. You know, we knew we were the better team and um we knew we just had to go out and play that way. And and that's kind of been our focus. But I think our kids obviously recognize what Notre Dame is, the talent that they have. Um, we're obviously very familiar with the quarterback that they're playing with yeah. uh, from his time at Wake Forest and and so, um, you know, I think that immediately gets our kids' attention and, and we understand what we're getting ourselves into Saturday night. What can you add to tell them about Notre Dame? You were there in 2017 as the D.C. Is, is there are, what, what things do you add to the telling the players about Notre Dame? Yeah, I mean, there's not a ton because there's not a lot of holdover. Obviously, a lot of respect for that program and the history and the tradition of it. Um, got to experience it firsthand and, you know, kind of got to play a small role in this thing, kind of getting reestablished coming off of that that four and eight season the year before we got there. But, um, you know, the players have changed so much and the systems have changed so much that at this point, um, I've got more knowledge on Sam Hartman, the quarterback, than I do of, of what else they got at Notre Dame, to be honest with you.
<laughs> He's seen it all. That's when you know you've been in college for a while, when you could say Sam Hartman has seen everything, Coach. Yeah. <laughs> well, so so I was at Wake Forest when we started recruiting him. Um, that was right before I went to Notre Dame. Like he got to Wake Forest the year I got to Notre Dame. So it's uh, yeah, it's been an interesting. I've got a lot of places, and Sam's still in college playing quarterback. <laughs> Coach is, is I know. Listen, it's a basketball school. You're doing your best to kind of convert it to a football school, and you've done a great job because your college game day coming there this weekend. You're the center of the college football universe, as I mentioned earlier. We're down in Miami. Dan and I used to make jokes that the Duke football field had a track around it. <laughs> so, but you've come a long way since Dan and I were mocking you guys. But is the school? Are the kids? Are they excited for this? For this football team? For this weekend? Is this this is a big deal for them? No. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're going to set a student attendance record this weekend. We're going to have probably about 60% of the student body at the game Saturday night. Um, I think there's a buzz around campus that hasn't existed before. And, um, you know, I think it's I think it's just it's a school that's been passionate about athletics and, and certainly has had a lot of success in a lot of different athletics programs, basketball, basketball, most notably, but um, football just really hasn't been there. And and so I don't know that, you know, people ask me that question all the time about the basketball thing. You know, I don't know that football has done enough in the last 40 years to, to warrant a fan base getting excited about them. You know, Coach Cut had a little bit of a run, 13, 14, 15, but there just hasn't been that consistency in the program. Um, and so as it's built and we've had, you know, momentum and obviously gotten out of this stage a little bit, I think you could feel the the excitement around here. Um, you know, we've had we've had great student turnout since I've been here and, and this will this will cap the cake a little bit with that one Saturday night. You know, coach, and, and along those lines, listen, you you know how to deal with the hype of a game as a coach. You've been doing this for a while now, but you're dealing with 18 to 22-year-olds who are now have a lot of great press clippings, are ranked 17th in the AP, game day's coming that way. So how do you let them feel the excitement but temper it, understanding there's a job to do as well? Yeah, you know, the comment I made to him, Mike, was Monday morning. I just told him, I said, we're getting a lot of congratulations for hosting game day. Um, make sure we stay focused on getting some congratulations on how we play yeah. Saturday night because without that, it'll, it'll be a, be pretty meaningless. And so it's, it's you know, enjoy it. Enjoy what you've earned. Enjoy that people are taking notice of how hard we've worked and what these guys have put into this program, but also understand that, you know, there's still a job to do Saturday night at 730 when this thing kicks off. And that ultimately is more important than anything else. And, and our kids are really good. We've got a mature group. We've got a veteran group. Um, and I think they understand all of that. I think their ears wide open to how to get themselves best ready to go. So you, you have a, you, you took over this team. Uh, you've been the coach for a year. This is your second year before that at A&M and then at Notre Dame before that 12 years, you went to a few teams. It was a um, Fordham, Richmond, Bowling Green and Wake, but it was all with, with Dave Clawson. So what what kind of did you bring from him or learn from him that you that you instill as a head coach? Yeah, obviously I was with Dave when I I started with Dave when I was really young and I didn't know anything about this profession and he certainly helped you know teach me professionalism and how to conduct myself and and just how to how to act like a coach should act and I think I, I got with him I was 23 years old honestly when we first started working together um, then I went away for a couple of years and came back and and the last eight. I think really just prepared me from an organizational standpoint on how to run a program. I think Dave does a really good job of organizing every facet of the program and kind of maximizing the efficiency of how it all runs. And I think I've able to take some of that and put my own flavor on it, but certainly those, those roots were, were grown with him and all the years I got to spend with him. 
and it, it's obviously going well. So I guess I guess I'll start this way. Why are you four and zero? We got a really good quarterback. I, I think we've we've got a really good talented offensive line, and that helps protect them and establish the running game. And I think defensively, we, you know, we brought a lot of pieces back, and we were able to add you know three secondary pieces from the transfer portal. And I think we've been playing defense at a really good level. I think we're faster and more athletic than people think we are defensively. And so I think that's that's kind of been our recipe to this point. Coach, you you've seen it all, and you've been around. Uh, I got to ask you though, have you? Do you have any plays drawn up against ten man defenses? Because that oh. seems to be something Notre Dame <laughs> likes to Great run question. out there. Do you go? So, <laughs> so I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna pass on that one. I'm gonna let yeah. Goldie uh, take care of that one. I yeah, think that's yeah. probably one he's got some opinions on. And uh, you know, I, as a coach, as a coach, I'm just gonna hope that never happens to me, and I'm never in that situation because that's the worst nightmare that we have as coaches. You know, listen, it, it's it's like a player and it's same as, as for a coach. And Marcus Freeman was a player. The eye in the sky don't lie. That's it's an inexcusable thing. It, it's a bad mistake that 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 every coach knows every pl- whatever player that was supposed to know it was be on the field and whatever package it was the coach to, to know that someone, you know, they have 10 guys on the field. It's it's a bad mistake. I mean, there's there's really nothing more you can say and you can't shy away from it because it was a, a bad, bad thing. And, you know, they ran right there and still it was incredibly close. Not to say that if they would have had the 11th offender, they would have stopped it. But man, you'd be nice to, nice to be playing, you know, bring a, bring a, a gun to a gunfight instead of a knife <laughs> on, on 10 players. So it's a bad, I get why listen, you don't it was want a bad mistake, Mike, but a great question by Mikey. A. Like, well, yeah, for but, sure. Listen, but, but what, coach said, <laughs> what coach said is right. I mean, you, you, you work on, uh, on, you know, day before games personnel, a lot of, you know, with special teams, but then different personnel, but you know, just, just so you don't have a mistake like that, but normally in, in the crux of offense and defense, you, you don't run into that a whole lot, you know, where, where that happens. And, and then a play that big and a play that magnified. So, uh, you know, it's just it's just something that was it. Uh, it was uh, inexcusable. And hopefully it, it won't happen again. There you go, coach. I answered it. You're not saying anything about that. I appreciate that, Mike. I appreciate you, you stepping in for me on that one. Coach, we know you got to run. You're short on time, and we appreciate your time. Uh, if you need any added incentive, not that you do, but if you do, the rule on this show is if you beat Notre Dame, you get to come back next week and make fun of Golick, okay? I'm in. I'm in. No disrespect, Mike, but I'm in. Win or lose, Coach, you got Marcus Freeman on the looks, okay? So you know that, right? Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's the one That's the one battle I'm not trying to fight for sure. We're going to keep this one. We're going to keep this one as a football game between the lines. Uh, that's coach, awesome appreciate it uh, thanks coach mike, mike you know my daughter uh took uh took coach's son to a formal last year lacrosse formal at northwestern uh i am mortified by all of this it's such a small world yes it is <laughs> and it keeps getting smaller thanks guys for having me on thanks right, coach good luck this weekend man. we're rooting yeah, for you mike guys. isn't but we are okay yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there is carl mother douglas Thank you, God. I've been waiting to come here. I had to beg to get on the freaking show. What the heck? Stu, God, tell Gordy. If Gordy's not familiar with my guy, Carl, give him a little background. Carl Douglas is a legendary defense attorney who was on the Dream Team and defended O.J. Simpson. How about that? We won. We won. We won. They yeah, won. They yeah. Well, it. he knows that. I think he knows Well, that. no, because O.J. <laughs> went to jail, but that wasn't the case that Carl not, was Not because of me. It yeah. was payback. That was payback. Oh, wait, what do you mean payback? I thought he was innocent, Carl. No, he going to jail was payback. Oh, for not using you? 
No, he went to jail because he got away in my case. What? He didn't get away. You said that he was innocent. Right. Yes, well, because, because he wasn't fit, convicted. Carl, I mean, listen, mm -hmm. because he wasn't convicted, the system paid him back huh. and right. gave him the sentence for the second case got it. consistent with the first case. Are That's you insinuating it. he may not have been innocent there, Carl? Not at all, please. Okay. Make it clear. I mean, make it clear. Carl, Carl, <laughs> even today, on the many, same many page decades here. later, that would be a big story okay yeah it seems like maybe his attorney thinks that he might not have been innocent not there. at all not at all not okay. at all not, not, not at all not at all okay uh, it seems like you would see you guys too billy <laughs> gordy I mean, carl feel free to make big news right now go ahead say oj was, OJ was guilty <laughs> he didn't do it how about that he didn't even do it oh right. okay gordy who you got with you this guy is more legendary to our family than probably, you know, definitely than Mojo, because Mojo's, his his status has completely dropped because he just is not a party rocker anymore. Right. Um, our boy Jason Facet right next to me, bought the entire stage at Gronk Beach. He made his own section, bought the stage, and had every legendary celebrity at our last Gronk Beach in, uh, <laughs> down in Arizona. That's because that's what the we do yeah. all right there <laughs> all right yeah, yeah. wait how much did the uh, how much did the stage cost you jason i think it was a two hundo weekend i think is what it ended up being all together <laughs> carl if you're wondering what's going on so are we yeah, there, yeah. okay i thought it was all me right, man okay. i thought it was yeah. me <laughs> Don't no, worry. No, no, carl it is carl listen i'm still reeling from the oj comments before yeah okay fuck you have friends with you yeah, we got, of course, Share Bear, who hopefully will uh, get one pick right this week. Share Bear's back on with us. And we got my guy Brandon Seiler on, national champion from Florida, six years in the NFL, uh, star of the Swamp. What is it, Swamp Kings on, on Netflix right now? Listen, Brandon, I don't know if you know this, but if you're going to do this all season, you have to bring a friend on after, okay? So let's let's shoot for Percy Harvard next week, if you don't. I don't have any friends. Do you <laughs> documentary? I beat them all up. Wait, so Billy, how do we do this? Because some people, they went through a week. Like K-Funk, he picked a week. Cher Bear picked a week. Gord picked a week. Uh, Brandon's first time here. Carl's first time here. Uh, Jason's first time here. I love the helmet. It's awesome. Uh, we don't know where Mojo is. So, Billy, how do we do this since some people have picked already? Well, just give them the games, and they'll pick the games, and we'll figure out percentages and all that after. All right. Are you guys ready to do this? We're going to start with the Dolphins at Bills. Dolphins at Bills. Bills are a three-point favorite. Dolphins scored 70 points last week, but the Bills are still a three-point favorite. I am going to go to K-Funk first here. K-Funk, who are you sure. going with? I'm going to go against my Dolphins this week. I got to take the Bills. I think Josh Allen's, he's got our number, and hmm. he played great last week. I think, uh, I think we're in for a letdown here. All right. Let's go to Carl Douglas. Carl, who you have here? I got to go with the Dolphins. I got Masha on my fantasy team. Mm -hmm. I think they're going to keep rolling. I'll go with the Dolphins. I'll give it the point. All right, let's go to Cher Bear, who was 0-5. I spent a lot of time two weeks ago with uh, Mama Gronk, yeah. Buffalo native there. But she did move to Florida, but I'm oh. still going to stick with Buffalo. So I'm going to okay. stick with Buffalo. Let's go to uh, Brandon Seiler. Brandon, who are you taking here? Uh, I was probably going to take Buffalo, but Ryan took him. So I'm going to go with Miami. <laughs> You don't bet against a team that just scored 70 points. Didn't they give them three points? Yeah. Mm -hmm. For sure bet, baby. Gord, who we taking here? No one circles the wagon like the Buffalo Bills. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going completely opposite. I'm taking Miami plus three. 
That oh. boy. <laughs> Let's go, Jason, who is really Mojo. He's speaking for Mojo. Jason, who spent 200 grand on a stage at a Grump Beach party. I'm going with the Bronco Bills ball boy, baby. I'm going with the Finns. Let's go. All right, we yeah. go uh, Bengals at Titans next. Titans are plus two and a half at home. Carl, who are you taking? I'm going with the Bengals. I'll give up the points. Okay. Brandon Seiler, who are you taking here? Busted ass Burrow means loss for the Bengals. Okay. Mm, wow. I think okay. that the big fella's going to get his going in the running game for the Titans this week. Share Bear, who are you going with? You know, if you had to make a bet and had to celebrate and use that th those earnings in, in a certain town, I think Broadway Street's where I'd want to be. So uh, I'm going with the Titans. All right. Good reasoning. Gord, who are you taking here? I got to take the points at, at home. <laughs> I mean, you get tired of Nashville after like 48 hours, right? It's like an in and out mission, correct? Mm. 71 hours, 71. 71, sorry. 71. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, who is Jason uh, Mojo taking? Nashville. Mm -hmm. Nashville, nice. All right, and uh, K-Funk, finish this off. I got to go with Burrow here, buddy. All right. Uh, Broncos at Bears. Uh, Bears are plus three. Broncos were the team that gave up 70 points to the Dolphins last week. Uh, we'll go Brandon Seiler first here. Who you taking? Bears are plus three at home. Shitty Listen, game. When you give up 70 points, yeah. they need to fire everybody in the building. And I was mm -hmm. playing uh, craps next to Sean Payton. He was losing at that too. Okay? So I'm going against them motherfuckers. Okay? We was in Tahoe. Every time he, he would bust, we was out of there. Yeah, so... Yeah, no, nah, we're not we're going against them. Uh, going did you them. say anything to Peyton at the table? Like, what the f terrible at this game? Yeah, I told me to find another goddamn table around here. This is crazy. <laughs> Brian was jumping. You know what if Drew Brees was playing with him? <laughs> <laughs> Siler, yeah. don't leave this, all right? I want you here every single week. I like you. Yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm definitely against his ass. Share Bear, who are you taking here? Well, I, actually, I think it was Roulette that he was playing, but I didn't know it was him. Mm. If it would have been, how I the f would you know? I mean, he was there. He was oh, right oh, next to me. It oh, was. I would have. It was probably. It was. It was every game that he joined. Uh, it was black tattoo. Every game. I, I would have probably bet with him in long. Made us get up from the table. Instead, I wanted to go lose my money with Patrick Mahomes. Except I only had about fifteen hundred two grand, so it was only about a hand oh. or two. But I get to sit around, lose a couple next to him, and uh, I'm gonna go Ryan with uh, just, Ryan. Just state, sat his Broncos. He sat his chips next to Patrick Mahomes at the table. His coaster, his little like coaster. Fifty people waiting to, to sit coaster. down. He just sat his chips and jumped in between every table. Crap roulette. Wait, hold Black on a second. Guy. What? What's happening now? I'm gonna go with the Broncos. Okay. <laughs> hey, hey, hey! He's been really stressing. You know, getting things together. Stay away from the media. You know, I think he's gonna get things together. Leaders are leaders. All right, so let's go to uh, Carl Douglas. Carl's busy, by the way. He's got a real job, unlike any of us. Yeah. Uh, so he has to go soon. So, uh, Carl, who are you taking here? I don't think the Broncos can be that bad two weeks in a row. I'm going with the Broncos. All right. Okay. Going with the Broncos. Uh, let's go to Gord. Gord, who are you taking? Chicago. Gord, are you coming to Tahoe with us or what? When are we going? Uh, for the golf <laughs> tournament in the summer. Just send me it now so I can put it on the calendar like six months ahead of time because, you know, I have to do it. Right. How far out does your calendar go? I mean, seriously. Uh, all the way to Gronk Beach, because after that, I don't remember anything. Is Gronk Beach like the start of the new year for you? <laughs> it's the official party of the Super Bowl it's this year. Oh, don't worry. Jason already uh, pre-ordered pre the uh, stage. Already pre -ordered. You well bought done, the entire Jason. stage again, Jason? <laughs> the wind got us covered. Don't worry. Jason, I cannot wait to party on this stage with you, okay? Got it. You got the I invite. It's there. Who are you taking in this game? Lowest. 
lowest uh, viewed football game of the year. I'm going on the record and saying that. <laughs> lowest viewed football game of the year, and I'm going with the Chick Chicago Bears. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> mm, <that works. laughs> uh, Funk, take it here. Yeah, this is a terrible game. Um, I'm going to go with the, the Broncos. I, don't, I think they're going to have a small bounce back, but, I mean, both these teams are f- terrible. So. Chiefs at Jets. Speaking of sh- games, uh, Jets are plus nine and a half points. Brandon Seiler, I will start with you, my friend. Jets plus nine and a half at home, taking on the Kansas City Chiefs. Well, there's a lot of reasons that I'm going to choose the Chiefs here. I played for the Chiefs, right? They scored... Uh, the, 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 the Chiefs got the best quarterback in football. I'm choosing the Swifties. I'm choosing Kelsey. I'm th- going with the Chiefs. Good. All right. Let's go to Share Bear. Share Bear. <laughs> Who are you taking here? I'm going to, I'm going to stick with the Chiefs as well. That's with the original chicken and pickle, the big concept. Uh-huh. Um, pickleball, you know, kind of top golf, pickleball top golf is out mm-hmm. there. And, uh, I'm going to be out there in a couple of weeks. So, uh, I'm going to try to, hopefully I won't jinx my boy here, but, uh, I'm going to go with the Chiefs. Gord, who are you taking here? I have to go with my boy who represents Legacy Sports, who played for the Chiefs, Brandon Seiler. I'm going Chiefs, boy. That's for you right there. That's my boy. All right, who are we taking? Uh, Jason, who's Mojo? Who are you taking? Chiefs Kingdom, baby. Carl, did you pick this game yet? No. Not yet. I got Pat in both of my fantasy leagues. I'm going with the Chiefs. All right, you're taking the Chiefs. Uh, come on, K-Funk, be the guy. Billy, I mean, the, Billy you, likes the Jets me. in this game. He does. Billy likes the Jets. I mean, is it nine? What is it, nine? Nine, nine and a half. half. Nine and a half. If it was ten, man, you might have me, but I can't do that shit, man. I'm going to stick with the Chiefs. Even if I lose, everyone else picked them, so f*** it, you know? All right. Oh, I like your strategy. Really mm. Mm. All right, I want to get Carl Douglas out of here because he's, uh, he's got important things to do. So Seattle is taking on the Giants, cross-country trip. Giants are one and two. They have looked awful outside of a half against Arizona. They are minus one and a half. Who are you taking here, Carl? You know, the Hawks have scored 28 points in each of their games this year. I give you some analysis, too. I'm going with the Hawks. There you go. <laughs> Share Bear, go ahead. <laughs> I, was, um, I, was out, I was out in Seattle about three or four weeks ago. I went to opening day practice out there in Seattle. Yep. Um, so uh, I'm going to go with Seahawks. Good old okay. Seattle Space Needle. I did a little tourist attraction, so uh, they're due. Uh, Let's go to Gord. Gord, who are you taking here? The best head coach in the game is with the Giants right now. Oh. Brand Dabble. I got to go Giants. All right. Who's Mojo taking, Jason? Well, it's got to be the home of Starbucks coffee for me. Okay. Seahawks. Uh, K-Funk, who are you taking? Starbucks. I'm with Gordy on this one. I'm I'm taking the Giants this week. I think they're going to have a decent week. All right, taking the Giants. Uh, we'll finish off here with Brandon Seiler. Who you think you're thinking about this one? I see you thinking about this one. Who you thinking? So Taylor told me that it's gonna be Seahawks. That's what I'm. <laughs> All right, I love this. Now we see Taylor to make picks. <laughs> oh God, you guys are great. All right, anyone else have anything to promote? Carl, promote. Go. Douglas Hicks Law, the best law firm in California. Douglas Hicks Law. All right. Thank you, Carl. We appreciate it. We love you. We would never leave you out of these proceedings, Carl. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Never. Tell me anything. Tell me anything. I've been looking around for you guys. Come on. <laughs> Share Bear, anything you want to promote on the way out here? Yeah, you know, I, was, I got my lifetime pickleball, unbelievable facilities, and uh, largest uh, pickleball, most pickleball courts in the country for, you know, a private, um, you know, corporation. All right, Gord, on the way out. Jason, on the way out. You guys want to promote anything? I think that Ice Shaker made just about every screen. There's one there. Mike's yeah. got one. Ryan's got the Ice Shaker sign in the yeah. background. It's everywhere. Yeah. Yeah, and Chris isn't even on the show anymore. 
And yeah. he's getting more. Yeah, you know what? Chris was a day one guy, and we'll promote uh, anything Chris wants us to promote. We love him. That's how it works. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, guys, we appreciate it. We will do it again next week. Uh, Carl, is there anything you said during this segment you'd like to take back? Or are you good? Yeah. <laughs> OJ is not guilty. Not guilty. Oh. Didn't do it. There you go. Is it, am I clear? He didn't do it. He didn't do it. <laughs> A lot's changed over the years. One thing that hasn't, the great taste of Miller Lite. You know another thing that hasn't changed? Is that it's less filling. So what is the best thing about the original light beer? Miller Lite sparked this debate in 1975, and we still haven't settled it. Ah, I don't remember it like it was yesterday. Sitting back in my dad's pickup truck, me, my dad, Pappy. It's my granddad, I used to call him. Fishing at the pond. I remember dad and pappy going back and forth saying, what is it about this new Miller Lite? Is it that it's less filling or is it the great taste? What I wouldn't give to go back to those times. But you know one thing that Miller Lite does? Miller Lite keeps it simple. Undebatable quality, great taste, only 96 calories. You don't have to choose what's best. Miller Lite has great taste and is less filling. Tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com GBF. Or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Lite Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces. Fewer cows and carbs and premium regular beer.